0: Okay, welcome back. Greetings, welcome to The Soul Place again, and we're here with part two of the message, A Woe to the Churches, the Ecclesia and the Establishment. And now, today, we're going to take a journey Into the dream. We're going to look at the dream more closely and we're going to extract from it some dream symbolism. I want to say first and foremost that when I went out to seek confirmation on the dream and some of the meanings that God has given me, I was searching for a son of the soil. You know, I'm a Bahamian born and I was searching for somebody among us in in the body of Christ that had experience with dream symbolism and dreams. And I came upon the app of Minister Kevin L.A. Ewing. And when I did that, I said, Lord, this is my marker, because I know what you've said to me and what you've showed me. And I said, I'm going to use this man of God's um, not only symbolism, but meanings. And we're going to see if they line up. And And I was awestruck when I saw that the exact symbolism in his app, he has a, uh, I guess you can call it a, a glossary of symbols and meanings, and I was able to go through there, and I was able to find my symbolisms, and I compared them to what God was saying to me and the symbols, and they were exactly the same, and I said, glory to God, this is confirmation, so I want to put a, I guess a, I want to say thank you to minister, Kevin L.A. Ewing for making his app available. You can download it in the, in the Android store or the for you Apple users, it's available for free download. Okay, so let's get into it. The first thing that I want us to look at is the dog. I remember I saw three animals in the dream, a dog, a cat, and a rat. Now, the dog. Naturally, when we see a dog, out of the three animals mentioned the dog is considered the top dog if we you know are familiar with that term or you would say the dog is the most ferocious out of the three so we would perceive naturally that a dog is the wealthy one right you know the dog is the one that gets to the to the meal first he's the one that takes the best and, you know, I thought that that was amazing. Out of the seven churches of Asian Revelation, Sardis and Laodicea are said to be the most wealthy. Now, let's look at Sardis's shortcoming. It says, And unto the angel of the church in Sardis write these things, saith He that had the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest, And are dead, be watchful, and strengthen the things which remain, that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. This is Revelation 3, 1-2. So it's amazing. Although Sardis was wealthy, God had a problem, according to the scripture, with its works. He says that they, uh, they weren't perfect. He says, I know thy works, that thou hast a name that thou livest, but guess what? Although you're living, you're living it up, you're rich and you're wealthy, you're actually dead. It says, be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For, for I have not found thy works to be perfectly for God. So sometimes we look at something and it's beautiful and naturally it looks wealthy and prospering, but God beholds not only the natural state, but the spiritual state. And in, actual, in actuality, sorry, Sardis was a dead church. It was a beautiful sepulchre, but they were dead man's bones. But let's go on to Laodicea and see its shorts coming. This is Revelation 3, 15 and 17. It says, I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm, and neither call nor heart, I will spew thee out of my mouth, because thou sayest, I am rich, and increase with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, miserable, and poor, blind, and naked. And I thought that this was telling. They looked apart, the man. They probably dressed to the kill. They had a they probably had beautiful buildings like some of the churches in this day. I wonder if you would bring it home to the church of this day. They are wealthy and they're beautiful. And they looked apart. The they have everything. They have the nice cars. But according to the word of God, this picture of Laodicea is the picture of the, of the rich church. It's, it's, although it has all of those things, it's wretched, miserable, poor, blind and naked. now when I saw these things naturally the Lord began to quicken me and he said there's a spirit at work and I said Lord what is the spirit at work and the Lord said to me that the spirit at work is lust the spirit at, lo- at work is lust so what is lust lust is a strong desire for more In other words, dreaming of a dog represents sexual demons. And if they bite you in the dream, they will introduce the demons of lust and sexual perversion into your life. Have you ever heard of some Christians who fall into fornication at the drop of a hat saying they don't know what got into them? They are under the power of the dog. So I want you to picture this now. When the spirit of lust is at work, and in particular, according to what we've gathered, in the churches that are predominantly rich and wealthy, this is the spirit that's at work. They have an a, a appetite of lust that they cannot quench. And they have a lot of things. They, they have more things than probably you and I do. And they are still longing for more. Their appet- appetite is not quenchable. And because of this, they... Open themselves to allow the spirit of lust to take over their their lives. So James four and one asks this question: For whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lust that war in your members? You know, and he goes and uh, verses two and three goes a little deeper. It says, Ye lust, and have not; ye kill. And desire to have and cannot obtain, ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye acts not. Ye acts and you receive not, because ye acts amiss, that ye may consume it upon your lust. And and it's amazing. We look at these churches and we envy them, don't they? Don't we? Because they seem to have it all naturally. We're caught up with what's before us naturally, but spiritually there's a great attack. Lust, and this is what the Lord is saying concerning the churches that are represented by the dog the wealthy churches, those churches that have all of the resources naturally but spiritually they are battling lust. And we've got to seek the Lord. But I want us to move on to the next church because we're going to come back and we're going to hit the conclusion of the matter and how these churches can amend their ways. Let's look at the cat. And of the three be- or three animals or beasts represented, the cat is the mediocre one. It's the average. It's right there in the middle. You know, it's not the top dog. It's not the bottom of the barrel. It's just right there in the middle. And of course, we know that, sorry, the word mediocre is from the Latin medius, which means middle. But I want us to look at something. Although th- this church. The church is represented in the mediocre range uh, considered a, a middle. There's a spirit at work. And what's the spirit at work? And the spirit that is at work is actually a witchcraft spirit. That's the spirit of work. The spirit is a witchcraft spirit. And we can identify this spirit and this spirit that is predominant in churches represented by the cat, the mediocre church, is the Jezebel spirit, which is a controlling and a manipulating spirit. Um, Let's go to Revelation 2, 18 and 20. And we're going to see some more in-depth um, teaching about this church, it says, "And unto the angel of the church in Thyatira, these things, save the Son of God, who has his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. I know thy works and charity and service and faith, and thy patience and thy works, and the last to be more than the first, notwithstanding." I have a few things against thee, because thou hast thou suffered that woman Jezebel, which called herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. Now we know that in this time of the seven churches, Jezebel is not living, because she lived in the time with Ahab, um, that was his wife. So that was, that was hundreds of years ago. So it's amazing now that although Jezebel is not living, the spirit that represents Jezebel, the spirit of manipulation and witchcraft is at work not only in the seven churches that are at Thyatira to be specific, but in the churches that are represented by the cat. This witchcraft spirit, the spirit of manipulation is present and we've got to be careful Um, Because these spirits, they seek to control your life, your finances, your relationships, your job. They, They want to pull the strings and they will do whatever it takes. And this is this. Remember now, these spirits are hinged primarily in the establishment. This is the arm of the establishment at work because they want to control you. So in order for them to gain control of you, they step out of the things of God and they allow the spirit of witchcraft. Because we must understand what witchcraft is. Witchcraft is anything that does not have any root in the word of God. Anything that we practice and we follow that does not have any root in the word of God is witchcraft. And manipulation and control is a very strong uh, point of emphasis when it comes to witchcraft so that's a spirit that's operating in the church represented by the cat but last and not least we want to get to the last church the church is represented by the rat now when we dream of the rat we've got to understand that there, the spirit that is being uh Emphasize here, or the spirit that is at work here is a spirit of poverty. When we think about rats, uh, rats are their pests, and whenever we see rats, dreaming of rats is actually the spirit of poverty at work. So let's look at Revelation chapter 2, verses 8 to 9. I'm sorry, and it says, Unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things save the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews, and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Now it's amazing, it's amazing how, perception is powerful because to the outside world we're looking at the poor churches right and we're saying oh they're not much to them you know they're poor what do they have to offer they don't have the resources that the rich church has or the cat church represented by the dog the top dog they don't have the, the resources of the rich church or even the mediocre church you know but God's perception is so powerful Because according to God, he says, I know thy works and tribulation and poverty. So God sees the state of the church. But here's what God says about the church. He says, but thou art rich. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. Okay, now, Smyrna, what does Smyrna mean? From the Greek, um, which it means myrrh, from the verb mara. Or which means to be bitter or strong, and I and I thought that this was interesting. The Lord quickened me to look up this definition of Smyrna, and you have to understand that when something is bitter or strong, it is not just speaking about uh, a taste here or a smell, but it's actually talking about um, it's actually talking about the about the uh, it's actually talking about the, the movement of the church. I think that this is important to make to take note of. It says, now the spirit that 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 is poverty, and it manifests itself in greed. It says, Greed is an excessive desire for more. It says, My son, if sinners entice thee, consent thou not. If they say, Come with us, let us lay wait for blood, let us look privately for the innocent without cause. We shall find all precious substance. We shall fill our houses with spoil. My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. For their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. And they lay wait for their own blood. They lurk privately for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. This is Proverbs chapter 1 verses 10 to 11, verse 13, verses 15 to 16, and verses 18 to 19. It shows you the perception of those that are bitter. You know, they're they're jealous because of what's happening in those more fortunate than them. And in this case, it's the mediocre church and the rich church. They're not happy with their outlook. So what they do is they they become greedy of gain. Now let's look at Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 to 19. It says, These six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are abomination unto him, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, and heart that devised wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. This is Proverbs 6, 16 to 19. This verse of scripture is so telling I've seen the spirit portrayed in churches that actually are churches driven by greed and bitter. Because the truth is, these churches that are represented by the rat, these churches moving in the spirit of poverty, they look up to these churches, the mediocre church and the rich church, and they said, they can help us. They've got the means and the resources. In other words, they they cast their desires upon them rather than on God. And you will find that these churches are driven by greed because th- the truth is they lust and they desire to have. And they will do anything beyond manipulation and, and lust to get what they want. So poverty drives us into a dangerous place. But... As we've looked at these churches, the spirit of the dog or the church that's represented by the dog, the church that's represented by the cat, and the church that's represented by the rat, we see their dire states. And in our next audio, we're going to get uh, to the bottom of it. And what does the Lord want us to do as a people? to make ourselves right with him, to separate ourselves from the establishment and be found living and thriving in his ecclesia. I want you to stay tuned for it. Blessings on you. listening to today's episode of the soul place podcast i pray that this episode was a blessing to you in some way i look forward to seeing you next time blessings on you